0: Hello my wonderful beautiful friends guys welcome back to our slash entitled people where people think they're more deserving than others My friends strap yourselves in because today I'm telling you the stories are wild I hope you enjoy them and don't forget to hit that subscribe button for future tales So this happened a while back my wife and I still talk about it every once in a while, and she's on my side, as are most of our friends and family. However, when it happened, it was like World War III between us and her coworkers. So here we go. I've been playing the guitar for 22 years. I know guitar values and whatnot very well. I'm very into the guitar market. At my wife's old company, she was hanging out with coworkers one day after work, and she mentioned that I play guitar. So a coworker who I guess is very popular at work, said that his dad passed away and he was selling his dad's things. His dad had this old guitar, and he asked my wife if I'd be interested. My wife texted me, and I said to have him send the info on the guitar and the price. The next day, he texted me the pictures and the price. Now, the guitar was a 1952 Telecaster in mint condition, and he also had the original receipts, which was crazy. I then asked him what he wanted for it, and he said that he looked up Telecasters online and he thinks that $4,000 is fair. I texted back and say, I'll take it for $4,000, and then went to pick it up. Now, the guitar had no sentimental value to him at all. And here's the issue at hand. The guitar is worth approximately $50,000, depending on the buyer, and I knew it. When I got the guitar, I told my wife the price and what it was worth, and she was floored. So fast forward two weeks. Her co-worker tells my wife that he just found out what the guitar is actually worth from a family friend, and he was demanding that I give it back. My wife then said, well, he really likes the guitar, and he knew it was worth $50,000, which is why he was floored that you offered it to him for $4,000. Listen, he really likes it, and I doubt he'll sell it back, but you can ask. Now, I want to note that that was probably not the smartest thing for her to say, but she was caught off guard and it's not her fault or her problem. The guy then contacts me to ask me to buy it back. I told him it's not for sale. He then demands it back saying that I scammed him and that he's going to sue me and take my wife to HR for being a part of the scam, which was nuts, but the guy actually did contact HR. Now, they were cool about it and said that it's not their problem. It's between him and me. Over the next few months, he made things very uncomfortable for my wife at work. He would bug her constantly about it, saying that it's his guitar originally, and I owed it to him to give it back. She eventually had to go to HR for harassment, and they eventually let him go. He's contacted me several times about it, so I got a restraining order for harassment too. I've also blocked him and haven't heard from him in about a year. I would have maybe considered giving the guy a little bit more money or giving him one of my guitars to sell on his own, but I decided not to do that. After he left a terrible voicemail on my phone the day he found out the real value. Like, he demanded it back like he was entitled to an object that he sold fair and square. He then called me a piece of crap. He then called my wife a piece of crap and said he would do bad things if I didn't sell his guitar back. So am I the a-hole? Guys, I personally do not think OP did anything wrong. The guy let him know how much he wanted to sell the guitar for, and OP paid that price. Like, that's fair game. Also, OP does come back with an update saying that he did know the price and worth of the guitar, but he didn't plan on buying it to sell it to cash in on the $50,000. But, my friends, how many of you would have given the guitar back? And be honest. And do you think the guy who sold the guitar was entitled to getting it back? And do you think OP was scummy? Let me know what you think. Okay, so the next story comes from a subscriber. Guys, if you want to submit your stories, steve going to post up a link to the email right here. My wife and I have finally been able to travel abroad the last few years, and the goal of this trip was three weeks in Scotland and Ireland. Since we're American, and at the time we had a president that not everyone was a fan of, I mentioned to my wife that we need to be extra careful about our actions in foreign countries as we wanted to make sure we were not taken as quote, dumb yanks. We carried ourselves as de facto ambassadors for the US and treated everybody well, even to the point of being called proper Americans by the gruffest scott you'd ever meet. Part of our journey took us to Edinburgh where we stayed a block off the Royal Mile in a really nice hotel. Now at this hotel, you can get ice for the room, but you had to go to the bar to get it filled and since at the time there was a massive heat wave, we decided to get some to keep in our room for the water and evening whiskey. Anyway, I grab the bucket and go downstairs to the bar. While I'm waiting for the bartender to finish, I'm made well aware of a fellow American who had no volume control. She was sitting at a table with two other people going over how expensive everything was, how rude everyone was, and how they should be grateful that she was spending her American dollars here. I did notice the people at the bar as well as the bartender bristle when this lady spoke. Now, the lady even went as far as to call everybody Scotty and tried to say that since she was American, she should be treated like royalty. At this time, though, she realized she needed to get her ice, and she waddled to the bar, giving me the stink eye as she approached. The woman then smacks the bar. She then snaps her fingers at the bartender, and she says, Hey, Scotty, where's my ice? Now, the bartender did have to force a smile, and he said, Let me go get your bucket. Now, at this point, she scoffed and said, You should have had it prepped by now. I expect excellent service for what I paid the tour company for this trip. The bartender said he'd get her bucket from the back, and she again scoffed, points at my bucket, and said, You can take his. I'm in a hurry. I then looked at her and said, Uh, no. To which she replied, You need to give me your bucket, lad. I'm an American, and you are just some foreign scum. Now at that, I shook my head and said with a thick Scottish accent, Get your own damn bucket. So by that time, the bartender returned with her bucket, and she literally tore it out of his hands and stomped off. She then said, You're lucky I don't complain to the manager about the service here. Five-star hotel? You're a joke. I then looked at the bartender and said in my American voice, What a bitch. I then asked for some ice and said, I'll be right back. I tore through the bar and out the side entrance and cut the lady off as she waddled back to the elevator. The lady sees me approaching and she said, What do you want? To which I replied, Ma'am, you're in a foreign country representing the U.S., just like I am. You need to remember that you're also a guest here and you should treat the residents and staff accordingly. You are not entitled to act like that here just because you're American. Now, her reply, which hurt my head, was, Screw you. I can act any way I want because that is the law of America and you can't tell me how to act in a foreign country. So with that, she huffed off to the elevator. As I was walking back, the two people she was sitting with met me in the corridor and apologized for her behavior. I replied that she needs to remember that she's giving all Americans a bad rap, and my wife and I had worked so hard to make sure that we were not classed as such. After returning to the bar, the bartender smiled and slid my ice bucket over, to which I tipped him five pounds for the trouble. He then looked at the bill, cocked his head, and said, A tip? From an American? You must be part Scot, and that deserves a drink. He then offered me two beers for the price of one. One for me, and one for my wife. And he shook my hand before I departed. We were there for three days, and I made it a point to ensure all staff that they knew we were good Americans, and not all of us were bad. As for the Karen and her friends, we never saw them again. We went on to have a great trip in Scotland, and Ireland, not so much, but that story is for another day. That lady definitely had some crazy sense of entitlement, and I literally cannot believe she said, I can act any way I want because that is the law of America. Like I've seen my fair share of entitled tourists before though, especially in countries where the US dollar goes a really long way. But this, this is something else. Okay, so I remember being in an airport in Vietnam a decade ago, and there are the average salaries like 300 bucks a month. Anyways, there was this guy complaining about something, and all of a sudden, my brothers and I hear him say, I have enough money to buy you and your whole family if you don't give me what I want. He then went on to say, don't make me buy this place and fire you. Honestly, guys, there's crappy people in every country, okay? Just do your best to be a decent human being. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. A few years ago, I started serving at a family-owned restaurant in my town. I quickly became close with the owner and the owner's daughter, and I helped them out with more than just serving. I became the head server and then the manager. Since it was a smaller restaurant, I kept serving because I made way more money that way. We had a special every day for wine. We had a shelf filled with wine bottles. Each shelf was either 15, 25, or 50% off. It was a great deal, and typically we sold it for about $5 or $10 more than what we were paying per bottle of wine. Now I don't know if this is well known, but a lot of restaurants upcharge their alcohol quite a bit in order to make profit, obviously. So it was a great deal for people. So one day, a lady who we'll call Karen comes in with her friends, and she immediately starts causing problems. I end up having to take over for the server who got them right after they ordered their drinks, because they were so rude to her and it was her first day of serving by herself. The lady ends up ordering one of the 25% off bottles, which ended up being around 7 bucks more than what you can buy in the liquor store. How do I know this? Well, at the end of the meal, I can hear her talking to her friends about how she's gonna get the bottle of wine for free. Now, she knew I was right there, and could probably hear her, but I was just a server and probably dumb. Now, I may be dumb, but I'm not stupid. At this point, I'm so ready to tell her no that I actually wander by a few times so she can try her little stunt. Sure enough, this Karen snaps her fingers at me, calls me over and says, I want you to get your manager. I looked online and found this bottle of Merlot for this amount, and you charged me this amount plus $7. I'm not paying this ridiculous overcharge, and also, I want to talk to them about the service today too. Now, not to toot my own horn, but I was a good server. There weren't many people in the restaurant at that time, so I know I didn't neglect them. The Karen looked at me with such a smug face until I smiled back at her and said, Actually, I'm the manager. Now, I've never seen such a comical change in expression outside of a sitcom. She then says, You are the manager? I smiled and said, Yeah, every restaurant's gonna charge you more for products they buy them for. That's how we make profit. I'm not gonna be discounting the wine. As for issues with service, I'll be more than happy to listen to your complaints and take them into consideration for the future. She spluttered, grumbled, and told me, well, I'm never coming back here. And she didn't come back. Her friends did though, and they became some of my favorite regulars. They told me a few months later that the only reason they went out with her was because she was one of the sisters-in-law, and she didn't have any friends. I wonder why. Guys, I love how angry customers often say, well, I'll never be coming back here. Like, it's a threat or something. Honestly, it's good that she never comes back. Why would you want a customer who constantly comes back to try to score free bottles of wine and try to get discounts on things? I work for a law enforcement agency in a pretty wealthy area, and the people can be a bit entitled, but not all of them. I've worked several jobs since I finished high school, like dispatcher, records department, and finally moved into my current role, which is a hybrid of IT and equipment. I do all the testing and issue reports on non-tactical slash ballistic items that we use. My biggest task is the vehicles themselves. Now, currently, we're testing out back seats for patrol cruisers. If you've never seen one, they're generally just plastic and very uncomfortable. They're not meant for comfort. But problems do arise, due to how slippery they are. The primary goal is easy to clean up and nearly impossible for someone to try to conceal an item in the crease of the cushions, like how they would on a normal car. So a new vendor approached us with new material that goes in the back. It's a non-stick and has some cushioning underneath. So they install it on the vehicle and I call up the officer who handles this stuff to test the vehicle out. So per the city's guidelines, we have to test it for a minimum of 12 hours, in addition to testing that the manufacturer has done. So I arranged with the officer to spend a part of two days driving around, alternating with me sitting in the back, handcuffed, and also him in the back, not handcuffed. I was simulating the role of a detained person in custody, while the officer is gonna play the role of a witness who is being transported. Also, we would get in trouble legally if I handcuffed him for the simulation, so problem solved. The first day went by okay, but the complaint we both had is that it's a bit unrealistic to be sitting in the back of the car for more than 30 or 45 minutes, as that virtually never happened. Also, it's basically a yoga mat you're sitting on, but denser material, so not much padding. So on the second day, I bring in a pillow from home for my back. When we're just about finished with the second day, it was around lunch, so we decided to get lunch. The officer parks in front of the restaurant, lets me out, and uncuffs me. I said, Thank you, Jeeves. Can you please get the door and we'll be off? Now, unfortunately, an older woman, probably in her late 60s, heard this and thought that I was ordering a cop around and treating him like a servant. She then screams at the top of her lungs that criminals like me don't get to order cops around and that I obviously must be a criminal. At this point, the officer did try to explain that I work with him and it was a joke. But no, she's not buying that. Not even when I get my ID out to show her. She's convinced that I'm a criminal. The woman then takes out her phone, calls 911, and demands the chief come out to explain these shenanigans. Now I'm thinking, yeah, that's not happening. The watch commander comes out, explains it, and she scolds me and the officer for making jokes while in an official capacity. The woman is absolutely fuming that we're not getting arrested and terminated on the spot. So of course, she then smacks the commander and demands that he do his job. So yeah, someone got arrested. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I would never, ever, ever smack anyone and demand they do their job, especially not an officer. I will give Karens this though, I've read a lot of stories, and it never ceases to amaze me how little fear Karens have, like, they're not scared of going to jail. If they want something, they don't care who you are, they're gonna try to get it. So a little backstory. We used to live in a different country, but we moved to Europe, and since then, we've gotten way too many freeloaders from our old life coming here for free accommodation. My home is currently a five-bedroom house on a farm in the mountains. It's in a small town in the middle of Europe, so it's a super peaceful place, but we're still close enough to the capital city and the other hubs. We used to live in a big city in another country, and still have a lot of family and friends there. We've been here for close to 20 years now, and in those few years, we've gotten a steady stream of people coming to stay with us on the pretext, it's so good to see you again. Now, I'm not kidding. Between June and the end of August, we'd have one group leave and another arrive. Hospitality being what it is, we've never asked these people to pay for their stay, and they've never offered. The first year was bearable, but after 3 or 4 years of this, we're over it. These freeloading leeches had other family and friends within a few hours of us, and we heard from some of these people that these freeloaders planned their European itinerary according to where they could stay and eat for free, consistently abusing our culture of hospitality. About 3 or 4 years into being a free bed and breakfast, news got back to us about how cheap we are. We're a family of five, so when you get another entire family that comes in, that's a whole lot of other mouths to feed. Often, we would cook up a large pot of meat and vegetable stew with homemade bread or a large roast. We'd also try to take our guests to a local attraction. So imagine when the news gets back to you that we crammed their whole family into one room, gave them crappy food, and took them to boring places. There were also complaints by some that they left our house hungry. And one family went as far as to have lost a valuable piece of digital gear, and accused my kids of stealing it. They later found it in the car of another friend, but didn't even bother apologizing for the accusations. Now, not all of our out of town guests were bad though. These were the ones who have been invited to come back. The rest have never been invited back, and if they do call, we just ask if they can make a reservation at a hotel. I'm just so sick of kicking my kids out of their rooms to accommodate these entitled friends, and then have their crap all over my house. Then have the nerve to complain that I don't offer enough food, don't have the right drinks, or snacks, and that it's boring here. Needless to say, since we're no longer available as a free destination, we're the ones being called cheapskates by these people, who come to Europe and not pay a single night's accommodation in a hotel because they look for suckers to take them in for free. We don't care, though, as long as they don't come here. Guys, I can't believe OP let this go on for three or four years. And I also can't imagine complaining when someone provides a place to stay and food for free during a vacation. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that as well, because a lot of us aren't that level of entitled, right? But that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, we survived another one. If you enjoyed the stories today, do remember to hit that thumbs up. And if you missed the last episode of our Slash, Entitled People, I'll link it right here. Opie's next door neighbor steals his package and then calls police when he's caught. It's such a crazy story, so check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevo will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince.